Good morning, Patriots, and today is Tuesday, September 12th in the year 2023. As we wake up this morning post 9-11 after they attacked our country, the push now is to take away all of our sovereignty through the UN and to try to seize control over the entire liberty and of the people of the United States and remove any powers of the Republic. No surprise, Steve Bannon has a great deep dive that came out today worthy of listening. It's uh, really an amazing discussion about all of the different things and avenues which they are taking to try to circumvent the powers of the Constitution. I think the greater issue that everyone needs to be asking is who are these people? And these people are people you live with, people in your communities. These people are people in the schools. These people are people in the universities, lawyers, doctors. They are people out here, plenty of them, that believe that the United States is no longer worthy of being a country and that we need to hand our sovereignty over to the UN. That's the infection. That's the invisible enemy whom we face, and that's a big one. Patriots, before we get going today, there's been a lot of nervousness about the, the, the crime that's in our country. We have social media and we have news, and every time you turn it on, there's a crime issue, and it's getting people obviously concerned very much about their own personal safety. A lot of people just run out and buy a gun, and that's not necessarily the best thing to do if you don't understand how to use it. And then it sits there in the safe and nobody uses it because you don't go to the range. And then when you do use it, well, what can I say? Bad plan. So if there's ever an emergency and there's and they're not prepared to use it, then they take the risk of hurting themselves or harming others without having a good, good training underneath them. There's no way around you and there's no way around having good training and you have to get onto good training immediately. Unfortunately, training is time-consuming, it's costly, it's range time, and ranges aren't always nearby, and ammo prices are getting high. That's why we have iTarget Pro. iTarget was invented so you can practice anytime in the safety and convenience of your own home. Simply download the iTarget Pro app, load your caliber-specific laser bullet in your firearm, and start training. Practice alone, complete, compete with friends, or use it safely to train friends and family who are new to firearms and for yourself just improving your your skills it's super practical and super smart go to itargetpro.com and get 10% off at checkout at checkout when you use your offer code bards b a r d s this is the smartest safest way to train which is why competitive shooters trust dry fire training as part of their regime and which is actually how i was trained so get yours today it's it is the letter i targetpro.com itargetpro.com go to itargetpro.com offer code is bards so patriots it's it's a pretty crazy day as we look at this time in which we live we obviously know that the new mexico governor has decided to launch an attack against the second amendment essentially proclaiming that there is nothing sacred in the constitution that under emergency powers that she can do whatever she wants and take away whatever rights you want. That includes First Amendment, Second Amendment, and anything else. That is how these people think. This is because they are driven by power and driven to consume power for themselves. Now, it just so happens that the Mexico government governor, uh, she's probably, mm, I'd put her up there, that's Michelle Lujan Grisham. She's an idiot. And I, I really don't think she's a very bright person, very seriously. But she has been getting a lot of pushback. The point is that what they're doing is testing the waters and they're trying to provoke the liberals in these actions. 
So they have liberals spun up in a frenzy about guns. You know that. Liberals don't have, have – most of them have never handled a gun. Most of them digest their gun knowledge from CNN or the, or the legacy media. Most of liberals are anti-everything American because that's what makes a liberal. You have to be a liberal. You have to hate meat. You have to hate milk. You have to hate nature. Tell yourselves you love it, but you have to hate it because you have to hate God. And then most of all, you have to hate any of the thing in the Constitution because that's what makes you a good liberal. And that's also why good liberals take the injection. That's why good liberals, when the government says, we trust the government, trust pharmaceutical, they say, oh, let me roll up my sleeve. Please give me another, sir. That's all part of their submissive culture that they've created into the, in the intellectual framework of being smart, but just intellectually smart, but socially retarded. That's the type of people that are trying to seize power right now, and it's a big deal. And it's not a small thing when we have a governor who's come out right and trying to steal back, take away the rights of the Constitution through an emergency act. Now, it just so happens that the district attorney of Albuquerque, uh, who was actually appointed by her recently, told her absolutely he would not enforce this as a, because it's unconstitutional. That was followed by the sheriff who said he would not enforce it. Nonetheless, she has tried it and she's still trying it. This is going to continue. This is the era in which we are in. This is a time in which we live in which they are pushing the buttons on every American to try to provoke violence. Our actions should not and cannot be centered on violence. Our actions have to be centered on the power of the people and removing these dirtbags from office. Now, that's, there's a multitude of ways that that happens. But they're trying to provoke an outright violence and strike civil war because they know that's the only playing card they have left ultimately as they start to have to expose the full nature of their agenda. They're moving quickly and they know that people are not going to go along with it. The only way to out of that is a global nuclear war and a civil war. Those two things. With all that also comes the layering of leverage that they're going to put upon our nation, which things like trying to starve us out, trying to impose power outages, which will be known as rolling blackouts, increase the difficulty of getting on the Internet, a variety of things like that, all with biometric scans. These things are coming to try to squeeze you to such a degree that you'll say, I submit, I am not worthy, and I shall serve the great master lord, overlord of the United Nations and the rising power of one world religion but we're not going to do that. All right, patriots, it's time to pray. Father, we come to you today humbled and blessed. I'm just very honored in this assembly that we have each and every day, the fellowship that we build across this world, and truly our, continue our prayers for the nation, but stepping into our authorities truly as it was declared. Father, in this hour, there are so many people that are still locked in the matrix, and they continue to want to find a way to avoid conflict. They are people that are trying to do everything they can to have any, avoid any sort of difficulties in their lives. And sadly, at the center of most of this is the bankruptcy of the church. The church in our communities, to a large degree across our nation, has failed its people and its failed kingdom. It has not prepared people for the time in which we are, we are in. It has not advocated or tried to promote, teach, or use the powers of, of the Holy Spirit for healing. It is seen that they push people off into pharmacia. They, they cast them off into the Netherlands of medical tyranny, forgetting that through one of their primary directives, per Ezekiel 34, is that they are to seek and provide healing as the spiritual shepherds. Father, we also have the depth of corruption in our church, which is more too often more about the offering plate than about the message. Now, equally, there are many good churches out here. They're trying to struggle just to try to get by. But unfortunately, churches are not a business. 
And this is the challenge that we now face in an era where churches have become subject to a business model rather than this model of kingdom. Father, today we're opening our prayers for the great shaking of the American religious enterprise. We're opening our prayers today to declare over the great American religious enterprise a breaking of the chains of business, a breaking of the chains of this insidious idea that somehow churches are just there to be obedient in a pew and to not seek the higher calling in which we are given as followers of Christ. And Father, we're praying for that in a, in a kingdom-level way, a way that will start presenting the power and glory of the Holy Spirit within these these walls to literally break down the dead stone walls and to revive the skinny jean pulpit, to create an environment, literally, where people start to see and witness the miracles of God, where people can start to see and witness the miracles of the living God and start to find the inspiration to seek it themselves. Father, that will mean a great deal of chaos in many of our churches, and we know that, but by your hand, we're praying and declaring these things over all of the churches in America to start to shake them and wake them, to start to return them to their principal duty, and that duty being that place of delivering the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, healing the sick, raising raising up those that are that are broken, casting out demons, raising the dead, and doing greater works. The church has such a greater aspect in our lives that seems to be forgotten, and in the duty of just passing on the gospel, there is a missing link so often in churches to realize their greater responsibility in community to teach people how to be self-sufficient, not dependent on the church. And unfortunately, that's the conflict at the center point for so much of the great American religious enterprise. We need to be returning, Father, to this place where the church becomes a center point of growing food and teaching people how to grow food, a center point of teaching, of offering education for children outside of the public schools, but teaching people and empowering people to homeschool to inspire people to start their own businesses, critical, to continue this march forward over and over to create sovereignty and independence and to spread out the many home churches within the network of community and afar to literally bring the gospel of Jesus Christ into our homes as a center point as we raise up the mightiness of kingdom. That from a financial model runs contrary to what many churches want since they try to seek the number of people in seats rather than the greater message of kingdom. And so, Father, our prayers this morning truly again are the breaking and shaking down of the business model of the great American religious enterprise to shake it to such a degree that what is there that is solid in kingdom remains and everything else begins to fall away. Sadly, Father, when we get to the large churches, the mega churches, and we can name a number of them, Joel Olstein, T.D. Jakes, and others. These are churches that are within them have vile corruption within their walls. This is areas where we have homosexuality in the, in the ranks of the senior leadership. These are areas where we have the, the, the pilfering of children that are happening at many levels. This is areas where we have swapping of wives and hor- horrific things that have nothing to do with, with the kingdom. They have everything to do with the religious stru- structure of Baal, Moloch, and the fallen, the fallen. And so, Father, we are praying for those churches not only to be shaken, but be broken, to be torn to the ground and to literally be removed from the landscape of the United States. Father, we have truly have to step in this moment as your children. And as we bring this to the courts of heaven, we're asking, obviously, for a judgment to be made upon the churches. We are not perfect by any means, Father. 
We admit that. And we humble ourselves before you, knowing there of our imperfections. But our love for Jesus and our love in the walk of Christ and our love for the pursuit of seeing the miracle, the living miracle God exist within our times is, as, is bringing us to a place where we must literally put before you the need to have churches judged. Father, this is a time that is, is such critical time. The people are needing to see the power of the church. We as people carry that church and we're pushing to have the, the, the glory of, of Christ in our lives to be the example for many as we draw them out of the darkness, as we continue to draw people into the matrix and, and obviously following into the glory of the walking kingdom. And there within that is also the entire place of the, the role of the church again. The church has such opportune moment, is in such an opportune moment that it can now step in and start to lead in communities. If it will start to re- re- reclaim its foundation as a, the ecclesia, not just as the place of being where people come, give money to an offering plate, get blessed and go on for another day. With this, Father, we're hoping that in this great shaking, there's an awareness and awakening of the many out here that church, the relationship is not just every Sunday, but the relationship is an ongoing, living, breathing experience with the living God, our, our Savior, Jesus, with you, Father, every single day to continue that walk, to raise us up, to lift us, and to ultimately bring us to a place where we find ourselves in a much better place, a place where we can find ourselves anchored truly in the power of the Holy Spirit and to raise that up in such a glorious way that we affect positively our kingdom and our world. Father, we close this prayer today with a continued blessing for Bart's Fest. And in this hour, we are, are playing, as we pray this forward, Father, we understand that there are many people beginning to, to take trips and start to move towards that direction of Flemingsburg, Kentucky. We ask for your blessings of safe travel. We ask for your blessings of inspired visions. We ask for your blessings of healing and restoration. We ask for your blessings of a congregation that will come together, be open to the Holy Spirit, and to raise up in that mighty hour of Bard's Fest to literally shake the nation at its core with the glory of the kingdom, with prayers, with the stories, the testimonies, and the inspiration to wake up in the power of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit and to be living in the power of the warrior Christ. Guide us all. Father, bless us, lead us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There you go. There's a 6 a.m. prayer for you. Get that one going this morning. I'm liking these early mornings. Patriots, before I miss, um, next two days, at least for the, I should say, the, the rest of today, I'm not sure where my show schedule is. Just be aware of that. Um, I'm actually leaving a day later than planned. I'm leaving here very shortly. So I can't tell you what today's show schedule is like. So just look for announcements, and I'll do the best I can to keep those shows up. I'm trying to make a pretty hard push today to make up a little bit of time. But I felt it was better to get some things done yesterday rather than leave um, in, with, in a hurry and exhausted, which was just not, that's just not a good way to start a long trip. And so that is the situation right now. So we'll, I'll let you know. Shows will post if they're posted. Um, I'll get them posted when I know that they're going to be there. But um, that is, again, that's part of this trip. When we start going to Bars Fest and we're traveling, I'm actually in the process right now of completing a rigging within the, within the Jeep. And I'm, 
I solved a lot of problems last night, which will allow me to more easily podcast literally from the road. But um, anyway, there you go. Now, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt about in, at the Dodgers. Um, I guess it was the Dodgers game, Chargers game, I guess. The Chargers game that apparently they there was this release by a number of people saying that they had released AI, artificial intelligence robots, at the Chargers game. Um, it's not true, just so you know. These were actors that were wearing masks and and costumes, essentially, that were promoting the game The Creator. The Creator. If you haven't seen that, that's a new spin on the who God is, which obviously in the world of the Luciferians, God is an AI. And so they wanted, that's what they were doing. So anyway, that was, that scuttlebutt is not true. And it's one of those continued things we have to, you have to be aware of these news releases because so much of what is happening um, right now is people are quick to throw things out there. We're obviously focused on this rising agenda. Most of the people that are, most of these things that they're promising, they're not really in place yet. Their, their technologies are there. They're farther advanced than we know, but they're not as far advanced as they want them to be. And so there's a lot of, there's, there's going to be a lot of fakery to try to convince you and all of it is always centered on the same thing. Convince you so that you agree to it, so that you relinquish the power and your authority to them. That's always the game. Take a listen to this from Tucker Carlson about Greg Abbott. I think it's important to hear this. Texans, do you think, are all on board with letting 7 million people cross into their state illegally? What percentage? Zero. Zero. I don't care what your race or national origin. Nobody is for that. That's insane. Has the governor of Texas done anything meaningful to stop that? No. The Republican governor? He's got a National Guard. He's the commander-in-chief of the National Guard, and it's Texas, so they're all large. And they have double-stacked magazines in their sidearms. You think they couldn't stop that in a week if they... Of course. Just assemble along the border. We're not, we're not doing this. No, he refuses to do that. He won't do it. And it's not like no one suggested. I've suggested to him three times, including in private at a cocktail party in Dallas last year. What are you doing, man? Don't you have a National Guard? Why don't you seal the border? Oh, it's very complicated. No, it's not. No, it's not. If someone's trying to break into my house, it's not complicated to repel the person. Do you have a firearm or don't you? Are you willing to defend your house and your children or aren't you? Well, it's, it's more complicated. That really tell me how. Speak slowly so I can understand. It's not more complicated than that. It's more dishonest than that. You're lying to me. You don't want to do it because your donors don't want you to do it. It's that simple, Greg Abbott. Liar, liar, and worse than liar, betrayer of your own people. That's what, that's what that is. I was polite at the cocktail party, so I didn't say any of that, but I, I fumed internally like an Episcopalian. I thought those things. But the point is, if you assume that just because everybody wants something, you're going to get it, think again, pal. It's very likely that, in fact, you won't get anything that you want. You will just pay for what a small group of other people want. That's the way it works. Tucker is so dead on in that place, and I love his comment there that uh, he fumed inside like a good Episcopalian. Patriots, that's part of the conditioning of the church, sadly, that we're supposed to hold our tongue and not speak the truth into the world. And that's exactly as all the 
prophet, prophetic word that God continues to give me and others because these are being matched with others. This is the hour to speak truth into the world. Whatever your apprehension is, there's nothing wrong in speaking truth. Truth has power, and truth is anchored in our scripture and our faith. And if we're not going to be speaking truth and understanding the command authority that we're given through the words that we have, for words of the power of life and death, then we're missing part of the role and purpose of why we are here. But that's just it. When you start to take away people's power and you start to tell them, you know, we shouldn't speak out, we should, we should pray for them. We shouldn't do, you shouldn't make a wake, we should pray for them. We shouldn't stand up and do the right thing. We should hold ourselves together in our walls of our church and pray for them. When Antifa rolled into Portland and they started their expansion, the first thing the pastors did, with the exception of a notable few, one of which is going to be at Bards Fest. His name is Paul Cantrell. He's firebrand. He's awesome. Another one is Gavin, Pastor Devin. He's another firebrand. With the exception of these two, and Devin's not from Portland, Paul Cantrell is. There was a number of other pastors that went to the street and literally engaged Antifa on the street. But the majority of pastors in, in Portland, Oregon, went into their, their, their churches, locked the doors, and began preaching. How in the world are you going to take on the enemy when the enemy puts you in, its, in your own prison and you agree to it, lock the doors, and refuse to go out into the world? Our power is mighty with our Lord. And if we are not going to be able to, to use that power or unwilling to use that power, then what do we expect? Part of that power centers not on the tools of the flesh or the weapons of the flesh. Our weapons are weapons of spiritual realm that can literally tear down fortresses. And that centers ourselves in our authorities. It centers ourselves in the truth that we speak. It centers ourselves in walking in the power and might of Jesus. And for the hesitation crowd, if there is anybody out there going, I don't know, well, Jesus flipped tables and he took out a whip too. That's So that we put that in context as the son of God, one who could never sin, I need to put those two things together. Jesus could not sin. If he had ever sinned, everything in the process of the cross would have been null and void. He was sinless. So I want you to think about that in a minute in terms of flipping tables and taking out a whip. For all of those out there that are hesitant to say, well, we can't do anything negative or violent, Jesus flipped tables and took out a whip, and he was sinless. So my point of this is that there is a line that we, if we are get to, that we have to be able to stand and hold the line at all costs. That's God leading your hand. I can't tell you what that line is. That's not my job. Maybe later. Maybe if you're standing on the line with me and we're looking at the great hordes coming out of the dark hell of, of earth in the bowels of, of the t tunnels and caves in which the lizard head lives or something like that, then we can talk about that later. That'll be like flamethrower time and swords and everything else, and it'll be a good time. But our role is great and our role is mighty. And it centers truly on the place of speaking truth right now into the world, declaring those things and trusting in God as he trusts in us. Very important. All right, patriots. I'm going to get packed and going. Finished packing. I'm already done, pretty much. But just got to tighten up a couple things, get on the road. I don't know about shows tonight. I'll, I'll give it some thought as I go through the day. I'll keep in touch. Nikki will post stuff to update social media. She's doing a great job on that. So whether it's going to be, you'll look for Telegram. The areas that we're posting updates, Telegram, we're posting them on Gab, which is important. And I don't know where else she's doing. I think she's got another place she's doing. So 
I'll keep you posted. Just look at those two locations for updates on shows. Okay, and the most easiest one, the easiest one is if a show isn't posted today, it may not happen. <laughs> That's probably the most obvious right there. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you either tonight or tomorrow morning, one of the two, but I'll be there. I'm on the road. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait, but this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years 
to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.